0: Welcome to episode 40 of the Amanda Wagner podcast. On the heels of two episodes about friendships, in this episode, Liz and I are sharing the details of our invisible fight. We talk about how believing in yourself and trusting yourself are different things. We examine some of the opportunities and possibilities that we have if we can learn to trust ourselves more.
1: And in WWAWD, we answer a question about how often to set goals in your business. I'm Amanda Wagner, a business strategist, coach, and professional speaker. And I'm Liz Pittman, a digital communications specialist. The Amanda Wagner
0: Podcast is the place for ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs who are done shopping for shortcuts, no longer waiting for an invitation to do what they want, and are ready to claim their spotlight. On this podcast, we talk about the challenges and triumphs of ambition and bravery, living thoughtfully and strategically in a noisy world, and share our experiences as entrepreneurs with big ambition. A few weeks ago, I had an invisible fight with Liz. I call it an invisible fight because we never talked about it. It wasn't a blow up. No real words were exchanged. It was a series of texts. And I wasn't straightforward about how I felt. And even though I knew that she knew I was mad, we still didn't talk about it. And here's the worst part. She didn't do anything wrong. In fact, LP did something that I admire, that objectively I wish I did more of. And I was upset because she was doing something that I'm not good at. And it was setting a boundary. And by her setting a boundary that didn't work for me, I got upset. Until preparing for this podcast, we didn't even talk about it. It just kind of went unsaid as this series of texts that were going to be buried in our phones and never had to be brought up again. But I said I wanted to talk about it. And I thought that after talking about friendship so intensely and sharing how close we are and that sometimes our friends become our clients and our clients become our friends, I think this was a worthwhile time to bring it up. So if you're somebody who makes your dinner guest be quiet at a restaurant so that you can hear somebody else's drama, you will enjoy this eavesdropping. Uh, Here's the story. About a week ago at the time of this recording, Sarah Nicole Landry of The Birds Papaya and the Papaya Podcast posted on Instagram asking her audience, if you could go to happy hour with one person, who would you go with? Tag them here and maybe one day they'll be a podcast guest. And anybody who knows me knows that I am searching for more speaking opportunities. I'm looking to be on more podcasts beyond my own. I want to have these great conversations with other people. And I saw this and thought, this is an opportunity for the Sarah Nicole Landry to learn my name. And if enough people tag me, maybe she'll go, okay, who is this broad? Maybe I do need to pay attention to the Amanda Wagner So I reached out to a handful of my friends and I said, look at this post. Will you tag me? And they did it. And my instinct was to go, okay, great. This is the point where I'm going to finally pitch to be on the Papaya podcast. But before I do it, I have to ask Liz. So I jumped to my phone. I texted Liz and I said, hey, do you have a couple minutes for a shop talk
1: FaceTime? I wanted to get her feedback. Liz, you go. So I got that message. It was uh, a really, really busy day and week. I was in the middle of moving. And that month was one of the busiest months on record for me, for my business. So it was just a big day. I replied with, I'm sorry, I don't have time.
0: When I got the, I'm sorry, I don't have time, I was pissed. And I started going through all of these ugly stories of like, oh, I'm not a priority anymore. Or Liz doesn't care as much anymore. Her other clients are more important. Her other clients pay her more. She's so much busier than I am. Liz doesn't think I'm busy. I started telling all these invisible stories, none of which were logical because it didn't work for me. And I know Liz well enough to know that if it wasn't a real thing, if she wasn't actually doing all of these things, she would have
1: said yes. What was it like to say no? So I thought about it for a few minutes. I didn't answer right away because I thought about saying yes, because there's some people pleasing there deep down. Which you know, but I I knew that I would be upset with myself later if I took those few minutes because I knew we'd probably FaceTime, and then there might be a fault. Follow- I don't. I didn't know what you needed help with, but I I thought maybe there would be a follow up on my end, and I'd have to do something. I didn't know what the context was, but I knew it was work related, and so I kind of went back and forth. Like, do I have time for this today? I probably don't. I could squeeze it in, and then ultimately I decided I need to I need to set this boundary and I knew you were mad at me, I followed up also. And I said, if you want to send me an email, I can, I can, I can help that way later. I knew that you were upset and it was, it was a little crunchy on my end for sure. Uh, so I, I didn't love the fact that I, I knew how you felt, but I knew I needed that boundary. And I was also
0: had a lot happening and I wasn't going to spend 15 minutes sending an email for something that was a two sentence, hey, this is happening, I'm going to send a pitch. Do you have any feedback on how I should do that? So there was some unspoken, crunchy feelings. And of course it brought out some insecurity in me. I'm like, oh, Liz is so busy. I'm not that busy, is there something wrong? Or Liz thinks she's busier than I am. And why are we getting into this stupid bullshit competition of busy? Liz set a boundary, my job is to respect that boundary. And Liz is setting a boundary that sometimes I don't set. Often people will, will text or call and say, oh, do you have time for this? And I will make that time, sometimes at the cost of something else. And you decided I can't make that time, the cost is too high. And for me, I make a lot of negotiations. I need to set better boundaries. So I was most upset because on reflection, you did something that I wanna be better at doing. In our last two episodes we talked about friendship as adults in pandemic, after babies, long distance friendships, all sorts of things that are happening in relationships right now. And this was a hiccup that we both felt. I want to connect the dots, but first I want to ask Liz, how are you feeling now and as we we air our grievances
1: on the air, how are you feeling now? Oh, I'm fine now. And I think that I was I was mostly fine when it happened i felt badly that you were upset were you mad that i was mad I was annoyed that you were mad mhm fair enough but i know you really well and i knew exactly why you were mad too like i i knew Maybe not all of the feelings, but I knew a big piece of where that was coming from. Mm -hmm. and So I'm fine now. I was a little bit annoyed because I could tell in the language of your response. a 100%. I get passive
0: aggressive very quickly. And I'm like, okay, period. And Liz says, if you wanna send me an email, I can help. I'm like, I've got it, thanks, period.
1: (laughs) And then we didn't talk for like a day. Yeah. Or two, which is big for us. Correct. I was,
0: I was mad at you, which is so silly. I know that now I'm sorry. I have apologized to Liz off the air, but we'll do it publicly here. Um, in case any other people want to send me an email, tell me I'm a bad friend. This is your opening. (laughs) Um, I did apologize. And mostly I'm mad at myself. I'm mad because you did something that I'm not good at doing. And so I'm bringing this out because it comes back to this idea of trust. And so I want to connect the dots to the episode title. I believe in myself, but do I trust myself? We all hear the magic of what happens when we believe in ourselves and how having confidence can positively impact our performance. And over time, with enough pep talks and learning about the research about why it matters, And simply because believing in ourselves makes our lives easier, we start to do it. We start to believe in ourselves. And a few weeks ago, I was on a walk with a friend and we were talking about the next steps in our businesses. And naturally, this involves some of our relationships and the people that we connect with. And I shared some of my fears or things I wasn't quite sure about. And she told me about how she got some of her challenges in her businesses and with personal relationships. She said, I believe in myself. And I trust myself. I stopped on the sidewalk and could confidently say that I believed in myself. I know what I'm doing. I know that I'm going to get to where I want. I believe in what I'm doing and that my goals are big and it doesn't scare me, even if some of the tasks feel frightening. But I don't know that I always trust myself. And I started to pick apart how these things are different. When we believe in ourselves, we have the sense that we know that we can and we will get to where we want. Even if we don't know exactly how or when, when we believe in ourselves, we find the way to do what we need and want. We will find the solution. When we believe in ourselves, we become problem solvers and we're willing to work against any sort of battle that comes our way. And when it comes to trusting ourselves, I was seeing some of the ways that I don't trust myself. Sometimes trusting myself looks like asking for less feedback. Sometimes trusting myself means doing the thing I'm afraid of anyway, without asking for permission. So let's go back to the invisible fight. Liz set a boundary and I was upset, but did I really need her feedback on how to send a podcast pitch? Was there a reason I couldn't have sent it on my own? Why didn't I trust that I know what I'm doing? I've sent podcast pitches before. I'm really good at sending emails. And yet, for some reason, I made it Liz's fault that I couldn't do this. Even though it had absolutely nothing to do with LP and her schedule and her boundary, I made it her problem instead of mine. And I'm the queen of don't ask, don't get. And this time, what I asked for was help from Liz. And what it actually did was it slowed me down because she completely justifiably set a boundary. By asking for this feedback, I could have sent this pitch on the Wednesday that I saw the post that my friends tagged me. I could have sent it on Wednesday. And by the time the next Monday rolled around, I still hadn't sent it. Even though at this point, I was like, I don't need Liz's feedback. But I still, for some reason, couldn't trust myself. So LP, I want to know your thoughts on this idea of trusting yourself and asking for feedback.
1: I think that everyone deals with this in various aspects of either their professional or personal lives. I think there will always be an area where you're a little less confident and you need that permission or that justification from someone else. I, yeah, I think that, I think that that's totally normal to have a little bit of those insecurities where you just need a, you got this sort of. Punch in the arm, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I think maybe as you have these check ins with yourself, so maybe the next time something like this happens for you, AW, you will need less feedback because you'll have learned from this incident. And I think that as we go along, we all become a little bit stronger and a little bit more self-sufficient and a little bit less reliant or in need of permission or in need of advice. But I think there, will, there are always these areas of insecurity, but we get stronger and more confident as we go along.
0: And I think what's hardest for me is that I, I find myself deferring to experts. That I'm like, oh, Liz produces more podcasts than I do. Therefore, she knows how to write the perfect pitch. When in reality, what I probably needed and what I could have asked for was to say, Liz, I'm doing a scary thing. Tell me that, I give me the punch in the arm. Tell me that I got this. Tell me to hit send on the email. Based on what you know about me, do you think there is anything that you would have added to that or you would have told me to do differently when pitching
1: to the Papaya podcast? Probably not we've talked about this on the podcast before, how often have we said to the other person, I just need you to copy paste this back to me. Mm -hmm. When we send the other person uh, a message, we just need a little bit of a push. Mm -hmm. Um, That I would have had time to do. Mm -hmm. Because I, and also I think it was framed as it was, uh, it was a work thing. And you and I are pretty good with boundaries that work tends to stay out of text and more so on email or if we're doing something work related in text we say like heads up little shop talk thing like we usually Correct. preface it Correct. um so I think that if it had been like if you had sent me a text and be like I'm doing a hard thing. I just needed you to tell me I can do this. No mm-hmm. problem. I would have sent that text or whatever it had been right um, but right. I think I think it was just it was the time needed and the fact that it was a work thing and it maybe required a little bit of expertise or extra thought that I didn't have right uh, I will always I feel like I I will always find time for my friends mm-hmm. the fact that it was a cl- more of a client thing. I was like, I don't I just don't have time for it today. a couple minutes could have started as two and ended up as 20. And I don't have 20 minutes. Totally. Totally. And so I appreciated, I appreciated the fact that you said it was a work thing because that enabled me to put the boundary down. If you had said, do you have a couple minutes to FaceTime because I need some help and support? I probably would have FaceTimed and then it would have turned into a work thing. And then I would have been mad at you.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so fascinating. Cause my brain was like, Ooh, so should I not tell her it's a work thing and be like, hey, Amanda, the friend needs some support. But yes, then if it had become a work thing, you would have been like, well, I guess we're just not going to FaceTime anymore because I can't trust you to respect my time.
1: Yeah. So by by use, I appreciated the fact. So this was kind of like shoot yourself in the foot a little bit. I appreciated yeah. the fact that you told me it was work, totally. but because you told me it was work, I said no. And then I couldn't help you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And if I had lied and said, it's not
0: work, it's personal. And then it turned into work. We would have just flipped. Who's resentful at who? Totally. Oh, yeah. this is like magic happening. Do you feel that? <laughs> I their- do, yeah. I'm imagining that people are, are in their cars or they're listening on their walk and they're being like, I imagine it kind of uncomfortable, but also there's a lot of people like eating popcorn being like, are they going to get mad at each other on the air? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did they ever talk again? (laughs) Stay tuned for episode 41 with a new producer. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 41, why I fired Liz Pittman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the end of the Amanda Wagner podcast. It was a good run. We had 40 episodes. What can we say? (laughs) This comes back to trusting ourselves and big thank you to to Liz to sharing so openly and honestly before we started this episode I said I've got my Kleenex next to me I know these are hard conversations and it would be a hard conversation if we were doing it privately never mind airing it to to the people who are listening I am a big fan of what I call 2 years eve and for me 2 years eve is June 30th it is the halfway part in the year where I get that same new year energy that happens on January 1st, where I dig into what do I want? What are some of my goals? Some people have a word of the year or their intention, whatever that is. I always feel like I get a second chance to do that on June 30th going into July 1st. So for my two years Eve, my intention, my goal, my word is that I want to spend the second half of the year trusting myself. Because not only was I annoyed at Liz, I was pissed at myself. Because I could have sent that pitch on Wednesday. And I didn't. And I could have sent it on Thursday and I didn't. And I couldn't send it on Friday and I didn't. It slowed me down so much to the point where I went on the Birds Papaya Instagram to find the post and had to scroll back so far to find it because all of this time had gone by. My hope is that if I really focus on trusting myself, it will help me move faster. It will remind myself, I'll be able to remind myself and keep that confidence that I know what I'm doing. I've gotten this far on my brain. I can probably keep going. And I have to remind myself that as the queen of don't ask, don't get, I can ask for many things, but I don't always have to. Liz's head nodding, like you wouldn't believe here. And, and I'm so glad to hear, I want to hear how else can you imagine trusting yourself, being beneficial in your life and your business, instead of always asking for feedback or deferring to someone else?
1: Well, I think you and I have talked about having good or bad guts a lot on this podcast. And I think that that, kind of ties all into this conversation. But I think with trusting yourself, you can get some clarity on what it is that you're doing and where it is that you need help. If you can trust yourself and figure out what I'm good at and what I need to do, that's where you can identify some gaps too by being really honest with yourself. You can figure it out, figure out what it is that you're doing and where you're going. But I think, and not to to step on your toes as we get to WWAWD, but I think Trusting yourself can also lead into that whole goal setting process as well. Figuring out what your roadmap is and where you're headed. I think trust in yourself kind of plays into that whole piece as well. Right. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head here with going back to like, what do you actually
0: want? What are you trying to achieve here? And how can I infuse a little bit more trust that just because I am in a position in my business where I can hire experts, it doesn't mean that I'm useless now. Just because I have a writer doesn't mean I can't write on my own. Just because I have a social media specialist doesn't mean I can't post my own Instagram story. Liz, I don't know if you know this, but you are in a cabin in the woods situation oh that sounded ominous like a murder <laughs> next week on Dateline um no you were in a cabin in the woods without wi-fi and I posted Instagram stories when you were away
1: I know I saw How did them? you know uh because I checked the inbox when I was back on the grid and people had replied to a story oh. and I was like what story were they replying Ooh. to so in fact, I went back and looked in the archive you did a very good job thank you so <laughs> again I can still do
0: these things absolutely even though- I hate so many pieces of social media. Doesn't mean I can't do it. Just because I have somebody who is a professional writer doesn't mean I can't write. So I think it's reminding myself that I am at a level in my business where I do have other people that can support me. And yet I am at the helm. And if I can trust myself, I'm going to be able to move faster. I'm going to be able to get what I want sooner one final thought on don't ask don't get i had the pleasure of emceeing an event with rachel milkey she's the ceo of hilberg and burke and i had the opportunity not only to speak with her one-on-one but to facilitate that q a and make sure it was seamless and in the q a period i asked a question about don't ask don't get i asked her as a woman who asked for an investment on dragon's den who has opened retail stores across Canada and continues to be a powerhouse business owner. I asked her to share with the audience, what are you asking for next? And her answer was absolutely brilliant and struck me and and sits very close to my heart right now. She said, I've asked for a lot. And right now I'm asking myself what I want. There was this sense of permission giving And when I say don't ask, don't get, we're really quick to think externally. Who can I ask for this? What's the person that I need? What validation or what feedback? It has to come from this external source. And in reality, we're forgetting that sometimes what we really need to get comes from ourselves. And at the risk of sounding too froofy, it comes from believing in ourselves and trusting ourselves. And I'm seeing just how much I've let my trust in myself slide. So I think this is another one of our new level, new devil things. This new obstacle of now all of a sudden when you have the resources to hire somebody else in your business, to work with experts, you may not be as scrappy as you were before. And sometimes we need to go back to the scrappiness. To go back to what can I do solely on my own? One question that I have written on a post-it note that is sitting right in front of me, which says, what would I do if I trusted myself? And I have these bittersweet feelings about it because I look at it and it's a reminder to trust myself, but it's also a reminder that I've let that slide, that I've had a hard time trusting myself. And so this is part of my process for getting better guts. I need some proof. I need some proof that I trusted myself and it worked because it's worked before. So I want to know from our listeners in the space of don't ask, don't get, what are you asking yourself for? I'm asking myself to trust myself. I may not have all the answers, but I know enough to move forward and make progress. I love the phrase, the pencil is sharp enough to say what needs to be said. So I'm taking my sharp enough pencil and I'm putting it into action. Liz, is there anything that you're asking yourself for?
1: I'm asking myself to have a little bit of grace with myself. Mm -hmm. At the time of recording, I have a lot of balls in the air. We just moved. Half of my life is in boxes. I have a ton of work to do as well. I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to get everything done by some invisible deadline that I don't have. All of these boxes don't need to be unpacked by this weekend, but I'm putting all of this pressure on myself to get all of this stuff done. It'll get done when it gets done. Mm -hmm. And I need to ask myself to have a little bit of grace and patience with myself for that
0: hmm and even though you could come to me or your partner or another friend and say can you give me that grace can you give me that patience sometimes it
1: counts for more when you give it to yourself oh a hundred percent I've already had this conversation with my partner I know that he has grace with me and patience with me and I'm fortunate that he also knows that, that this internal battle that I'm having with myself, this pressure I'm putting on myself. Once I can figure out how to give myself that grace, I bet you I'll feel a hell of a lot lighter. Absolutely. That's how I feel with trusting myself. You trust
0: me. My clients trust me. My clients trust me with like big shit and sensitive information and, and big hopes and dreams and goals and challenges and they trust me it's time to trust myself I've made it this far chances are I can trust myself
1: I don't know obviously the conversations you have with your clients but I imagine a lot of the things they say to you those are the first time that's the first time a lot of those things have been said out loud yeah they're saying those things to you that's a huge huge deal So some of those big sentences, I hope that you have that trust with yourself moving forward. Thank you. And you're
0: absolutely right. When a client shows up, and this doesn't happen often, but sometimes there's a, I booked this spot, but I don't really know what to talk about today. Often I lead with, okay, tell me something you're afraid to say out loud. A lot of people come into my Zoom room and they share things that they haven't shared with anybody else. I'm, I've been the first person I've said, I've been the first phone call or the first person that they said, Oh my God, this happens. Okay. Now I have to go call my husband or my wife or my kids. And the fact that those people who I admire and respect and trust, trust me, it's time for me to trust myself. So I'd love to hear from our listeners. What are you asking yourself for? This has been Certainly powerful, a little bit emotional for me. I have some reflection I want to do after this, Um, but I'd love to hear what, what you're asking yourself for.
1: Speaking of asking, today's WWAWD comes from Leanne, who asks... Amanda, what does your goal setting process look like? How often should I be setting goals in my business? I feel like I set a lot of goals, but aren't giving myself time and space to actually accomplish them because I'm setting them so often. Uh, So interesting.
0: Um, Leanne, I wish I could tell you. I hear the should language. How often should I be setting my goals? And that's a, a trigger. I'm like, this is not about doing it on the first of every month or only on New Year's Day. There isn't a should here because it has to work for you. And I'm also a goal junkie. I'm somebody that loves to accomplish tasks and set a date and prove to myself that I can get there. And yet I'm also pretty shitty when it comes to reflecting on my past goals. The bar keeps moving forward. Right? the finish line keeps changing it goes further and further along that all i want is this one thing and then i get it and i'm like okay cool what's the next thing so i think we have this obsession with writing down the next goal so that you always have something to move towards but we forget to actually celebrate and acknowledge what we've done to get that far so my goal setting process is not a formal process I find that there are certain times of the year. I am a new year's person. I'm a two years Eve person too. So, uh, January 1st and June 30th slash July 1st are kind of important times for me. It's not specifically on that day, but during that week, I also at the time of this recording, I'm getting ready to take a month off. I take a four week vacation in July. And by vacation, I mean, I sit in my backyard. I delete, my email from my phone and I delete Instagram and I hibernate for a little bit. And sometimes my best goal setting happens when I'm not working. There is a story about Brene Brown setting a goal of writing her book and her husband and two kids leave the house for a three day weekend so that Brene can sit down and write her book. And they come home after three days and say, how did it go? And all she's done, is sat on the couch and watched Law & Order for three days. And yet in that time of watching Law & Order reruns, that's how she was actually able to write her book because she gave her brain some space. So I need four weeks of watching Law & Order. And I imagine that in that time, in that space where we give ourselves some permission to be gentle on ourselves and take some time, that that's where some of our best goals can come out. Long story long, my goal setting process is not formal. My goal setting process is not about setting three SMART goals a year. For me, I work backwards. I work backwards from what do I wanna be able to say by the end of December, 2021? And once I work backwards, I go, okay, if this is what I wanna be able to say in December, what do I have to do in November? What do I have to do in October? What are the milestones I have to hit? And in that, I often will book in, well, let's consider that I'm taking time off here. So I don't wanna build in all these activities that I have to do. So I'm really conscious of when I'm working backwards, making sure that I put in those spaces. I don't build myself 80 hour weeks. What matters most here, Leanne, is that when you're setting goals in your business, There's a touch of being realistic and there's a touch of being really, really ambitious. But I would sit down and I would start at the end. What do you wanna be able to say at the end of the year or the end of the quarter or whatever time works for you? And find your way to back yourself into these goals and make sure that they are achievable, but still light you up and they're things you actually want to accomplish. I hope that this is helpful, Leanne. Thank you so much for submitting your question. It came
1: in via Instagram and I really appreciate it. Thank you, Leanne, for that question. Like Leanne, you can submit via Instagram at theamandawagner or you can visit theamandawagner.com and find the contact form on there if you want to get a little bit more long form and uh, submit it from your computer. You can just have a little bit more freedom to to get a little bit longer with your question. Thank you for sending that in. We can't wait to see the rest of your questions. Thank you again for listening to our invisible fight
0: and hearing how this has meant that we are starting to trust ourselves. Liz is going to give herself some more grace and patience. And we want to know, what are you asking yourself for as we move into the second half of 2021? I am shaking things up over here with my programs and services, and what I know is that if you want big things and you want a partner to figure out what you want, why it matters, start asking for more, you are in the right place. Sign up for the newsletter at theamandawagner.com to learn more about what I've got up my sleeve and get first dibs on the things that are coming down the pipeline.
1: And if you're curious about how to make your Instagram grid better, if you want to figure out what the hell to do on TikTok, if you really are just curious about digital storytelling, reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at Liz Pittman or visit my website, lizpittman.com. I cannot wait
0: to be back in two weeks. We've got more juicy topics for you. The fact that this is episode 40 is so very exciting. Liz, do you know what's happening next? no (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned for our next episode in two weeks guaranteed it's going to be juicy and a heads up some of these episodes come from what's happening in our lives and in our businesses and sometimes we have people who say hey can you and lp talk about this for half an hour send us an idea we are more than happy to do some research jam share our perspectives Our community means so much to us and it helps us build a brand, a business, a podcast that is really
1: focused on you, your needs and our big ambition. We want to talk about what you want to listen to. So please, please let us know. We will be back in two weeks with that episode number 41. And until then, we will see you on the internet. You, you really? just want to stare stare yeah. at each other for a while. Yeah, you're you're just so pretty. <laughs> <laughs>